This episode of The Best Movies You've Never Seen will contain explicit language, Ooh. possibly from the hosts as well. You, you love a raunchy movie. Let's go. I'm going to make them an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennec. Go ahead. Make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will find you, and I will kill you. Rent BioStream, the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome, everyone, to The Best Movies You've Never Seen. This is a podcast where we watch movies, movies that I, Stephen Fennec, have seen many, many times, and I show them to my dear friend, Trevor Long, who has never seen them. Trevor, So welcome. glad to be back in this seat. Back in the back. In, well, thank you very much for hosting last week. The Great Escape, terrific show. That might happen again in two years. You never know. Well, uh, it Cast is... Three. It is. I'm back in the driver's seat for, for our latest film, which is Fatal Attraction. Right. Released in 1987, starring Michael Douglas and Glenn Close, directed by Adrian Lin. Now, this had a bit of a troubled production ahead of filming. The producers, Sherry Lansing and Stanley R. Jaffe, they had trouble getting a studio to accept the project, to greenlight the project. What helped them was the fact that Michael Douglas was attached with when the writer James Dearden, who who had written the film, he was also going to direct it. Right. Douglas had had some bad experiences with lesser experienced directors and thought, you know what, if he's directing, I'm out. Uh-huh. So Dearden stayed on as a writer. Yep. And Brian De Palma put his hand up to direct the movie. Right. Brian De Palma directed Scarface. The Untouchables. Wow. Gen- genius That's got to get the right? studios lining so up. So everyone's thinking, how good is this? But Brian De Palma said, look, I'll direct it, but I don't want Michael Douglas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Jesus. want someone else. So they thought, hang on, we're back to square one here. The producers, Lancey and Jaffe, they because they were loyal to Douglas, they said, look, we're going to keep it how it is. And they brought another director. Oh, they Jesus. Did and stayed as writer. He didn't direct it. That's why Adrian Lynn was brought in. Um, they were worried that Paramount was going to cancel when they made these decisions, but they were due to start production in less than ten weeks. So they were it was too it was too late. They had to go ahead. They had to pull the right. trigger. Okay. So end up being made. Wow. 
Michael Douglas, uh, interesting enough, was working on another movie at the same time. Now, in 1987, do you know what that movie might have been? Was it one we did? No. Okay. We're going to do Wall Street. Ah. He was making Wall Street and this movie simultaneously. Really? So he would alternate between each film during the week. So he'd say, first part of the week, I'm filming Fatal Attraction. Second half of the week, I'm filming Wall Street. That's remarkable. So he did two movies at the same time. So, And they both came out in 1987. Wow. And he ended up winning an Oscar for Wall Street as well. So. This film, he uh, stars, of course, with Glenn Close. Now, had you heard of the movie, seen the movie? What nothing. were your impressions? I got nothing. I really? mean, I think I might have heard the title. Right. But, mate, I got nothing on this one. Okay. I'm it's... at absolute zero knowledge, really? understanding, this, nothing. This was, like the, this was a movie that... I'm 11 when this comes out. <laughs> okay. I, I remember when you this movie... You were like movie... 32. Oh, I wasn't that old, but anyway. <laughs> it was... Uh, Huge at the box office. Yep. It was uh, nominated for six Oscars. Mm. One Best Picture. Sorry, was nominated. Didn't win. Nominated. Didn't win. Didn't win anything. Right. Was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Actress with Glenn Close, Best Supporting Actress with Anne Archer, and Best Film Editing. Now, at the, I remember. I still remember at the time that you remember. This is the late eighties, right? Yeah. Sort of a time of excess and people are spending money and it's it's a real over the top sort of period. This at the time was, you know, and we just sort of got past the fear of AIDS and all this other stuff. This at the time was seen as like a cautionary tale about being why it's important to stay faithful, right? Sort of being faithful to your wife because you never know what could happen like this. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I often wonder how this movie would be made today. It'd be <laughs> different in terms of. The like would it the approach of it would be different, sort of like it'd a, be remarkably bit, different. I think it would be a bit more sympathetic on the female side. You think? Yeah, but have but get this, it's being remade. What into an eight part series? Oh, what? And Lizzie Kaplan, who was in Cloverfield, yeah, she was the one who got bitten by the thing and exploded in the tent. Remember? Joyful. That's, that's Lizzie Kaplan. She's gonna be Alex Forrest, and the eight one hour eight part one hour each part is going to tell the story from her point of view and sort of looks at it sort of more like being ghosted in the in the modern era. Right. That's kind of what Dan did, eh? He ghosts her in the movie. We'll get into yeah, it. But we'll get to that. There's some ghosting going on. So, uh, yeah, before we dive into it, though, this is your last exit before the freeway. If you haven't caught Fatal Attraction, like Trev, you can watch it on Fetch. You're mad. Um, the Fetch thing that is perfect for me every time, Stephen does this to me, he suggests the movie, I simply fire up the voice search. I name the movie. The uh, fetch box understands me perfectly and then shows me where it's available to watch. I've got the option of renting, buying. In this case, I think I watched it on Stan. And uh, if you've got access to a streaming service, it lists the movies that are available so that you can choose to watch it there instead of having to shell out to rent or buy. But if you do rent or buy, it then becomes part of your library, which is a great way to build up your library of movies as you watch them with us here on The Best Movies You've Never Seen. But the Fetch Box is an outstanding home entertainment box that turns any TV into the best entertainment uh, device that you've got and all available at fetchtv.com.au through internet providers and major retailers. All righty. Now, for those who are still with us, you've seen the movie, as have you, Trev. What are your now impressions after your first time watch? Look, it's a wild ride. Yes. It's a wild ride. Um <laughs> It, it did, and maybe because I haven't seen many Michael Douglas movies, but it did give me flashbacks of other 
interactions he'd had mm-hmm. in other movies. Yes, uh, I'll mention those. Um, it really did. Like yep. I, I just went, hang yep. on a minute, what am I doing here? Because yep. he's got, he's just, he doesn't change in any of the movies. Like he looks, yeah. he's a businessman. Do you yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, so the character, I actually, well, now I'm thinking about Wall Street. I want to watch that so that I can understand oh, yeah. how similar well, that character is Wall in terms Street. of business and other stuff. Because we'll do that. What an amazing thing for a bloke to be able to, you know, interchange yep. between movies. Um, I it I, what here's what I love most about it is it's unpredictable. Yeah. I don't I don't think you could if you pause a movie and go right everyone what do you think's gonna happen next? Not you many people no would clue. get it. Yeah, right. Yeah, I really enjoyed that's that. That's good. About that's it. what you want in a movie. Yeah. Okay, what's your tweet on this one? My tweet is going to be on this one. Um, this is a wild ride, and you should enjoy every minute of it because yeah. it's literally unpredictable. Yeah, and don't play up on your wife. Uh, yeah, well, that's just <laughs> that's a given. Yeah, because it, it could be dangerous. I saw this at the movies. No, really? With my future wife. Oh, hello. Joe and I had been together only a few months, and we went along to see Fatal Attraction. And you've been loyal ever since. And I've been loyal ever since. But uh, it is, it was, I've got to say, at the time, it was an event movie. It was big, oh, big really? release. Yeah. And yeah, I've seen it r- so many times since that I, I know every little. So I want to know, does Joe watch it since? Uh, no. Okay. I've seen it myself a few times because I, I, I like the uh, the pace of it. I like the, there's, there's a lot of subtleties in the movie that we'll pick up on. Like when you've multiple watches, just yep. little subtleties. But it's, um, I think really a well shot movie too. Really, uh, Adrian Lin is a good director. Yeah. He's, he's directed it's very about well. About two hours, isn't it? Uh, yeah, just shy of two yeah. hours. Okay, let's have a look at the cast and what a cast it is. Michael Douglas, of course, plays Dan Gallagher. We know that he was in Wall Street. The other movie you're thinking of is what we were we've already covered is Disclosure. Yes, where he is in a similar situation, a happily married man who has a little bit of bizzo with uh, another woman, mm. and the woman turns out to be vindictive. Which is, does that? He's got a minute? type. He's got a type. But he also then later on stars in Basic Instinct, which is a, a sex fest as well. Right. Which we are going to cover most definitely. Okay. Sharon Stone, Michael Douglas. I'm aware of a de- at least one scene in that there's movie. A, there's a scene in there where yeah, uncrossing of the legs and all that. You've heard of that. You haven't even seen the movie and you know about that. Exactly. Movie. Glenn Close plays Alex Forrest. She was in Dangerous Liaisons. She was in a movie called The Wife. She was also... Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians, the real-life wow. action movie. The real-life Ziggy Zaggy. That's correct. And in another great movie, twist-in-the-tail thriller, which we will cover, called Jagged Edge with Jeff Bridges. Great movie. Okay. A, f- a favourite. Now, get this. When Glenn Close's agent first called her to say, listen, there's this part, the director's reaction was surprising. He says... Please don't make her come in. She's completely wrong for the part. The director said this. So they end up, his, his words, quote, Glenn Close was the last person on earth who should play Alex. <laughs> she ends up auditioning, talking to him, and he, she's think, he thinks, I'm wrong. You are the person. Yeah. He, she's cast. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that an incredible turnaround where your impression of someone, but yet when they stand in front of you and... and speak your lines and do the audition. Yeah. That's how good an actress she is. That's exactly right. Uh, Anne Archer plays Beth Gallagher. That's mm-hmm. uh, Michael's wife. Michael Douglas' wife. Big fan she of She was Beth. in uh, Patriot Games. Me, me too. She was also in a movie called Shortcuts and she was in Body of Evidence. Uh, now, the young daughter, Ellen, uh, the daughter's name's Ellen. Her yeah. name's also Ellen. Oh, really? Her name's Ellen Latson. Now, she was, I think, six years old at the time. 
she answered an open casting call, had never acted. Her mother found out about this casting call. Hundreds of other girls auditioned. She got the part because I think she had this appropriate, like, tomboy sort of look. I was going to say, it's a very tomboy yeah, look. Yeah, so that... she had short hair. I don't first, know why, though. At first, did you know if she was a boy I or had, a girl? They, um, yeah. When they said they got a daughter, I'm like, where? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, But there's, I find that fascinating. Yeah. Because there's no moment in the movie where you go, it's a tomboy. Yeah. But you know it's a daughter, the daughter. Only because they tell you. I think they wanted, I don't know whether that was a, a deliberate thing, whether they just liked the look of her or they wanted it to be ambiguous, whether it's a I boy thought, or a girl. Yeah. But I, here's what, what's interesting. What I would have done in that situation was mm. give give the child an ambiguous, ambiguous name, yeah. like a Peter or yeah, you know, yeah. a, a, a yeah. dual sex Nikki name, or Stacey Stevie or something, or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and leave it unknown. Like yeah, right. It's perfect that way because okay. it, it doesn't matter. But they do refer to her. Because like, it's not... They say, oh, my daughter, my child. I know, like, but it's yeah. not relevant to the movie in any way, shape, yeah, or form, which yeah, is why it's great. I suppose not. And she does a great job. Yeah, plays absolutely. a really good job. Absolutely. She, she is, for a first-time actress, she was fantastic. I yeah. Anyway, we're going to dive into the run-through, but before we do that, I want to talk to you about Hisense, our other great sponsor. And they have a range of TVs. We know they're ULED TV. We know they're mini LED TV. But they also have an OLED TV, 65-inch model, that has a sonic screen. So in other words, the centre speaker is basically coming from the screen. So you get the, the actors' voices. Now, OLED technology is able to produce really blackest of blacks because there is no backlight. Once the pixels are on or off, the black is perfect. And from good black, you can get also stunning colour accuracy as well. Now, the sonic screen is only one of the channels available on the TV. It's actually got 80-watt sound system, 3.1.2 channel, and you'll also get, of course, Dolby Atmos. But the entire screen is your center channel. So having Dolby Atmos means you can hear amazing sounds from all those movies that have a Dolby Atmos soundtrack. You can hear this amazing virtual surround sound where sound is coming from parts of the room where there are no speakers. That's all coming from the television. And, of course, being OLED means great motion smoothness as well. So sports mode is brilliant. Watching sport on an OLED TV, smooth as silk. And also OLED, very, very popular for gaming because of its low latency. Game mode pro with HDMI 2.1 means you can play 4K games at 120 hertz. Virtual variable refresh rate, auto low latency mode, and the FreeSync technology make gaming on the OLED an amazing experience. And it also has the VDAR U6 operating system. Really great, really easy to navigate the TV to get to your content, to get to your sources and enjoy the great content, including the movies we present to you on the best movies you've never seen. And best of all, Hisense TVs also come with a three-year warranty. This company backs their products. It's worthwhile for you to give them a try. Head down to a store, stand in front of a Hisense TV and judge for yourself. Or head to their website, highsense.com.au. All right. Are you ready to rock and roll here, Trev? Let's this roll. Is, uh, we'll get to the run through here where I like the sort of the slow pan across the New York skyline. You know exactly where you are. Mm. And I like how it's almost like the start of Psycho. The start of Psycho pans across, I think it's Phoenix, and then slowly closes in on a window and then eventually goes into the window. Right. It was a very similar feel to that here. And we see an apartment, the mum's cleaning up, the kid's watching TV, dad is listening to 
some some audio he's on, on headphones, a headphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we find out later he's a lawyer. So that's probably a deposition or something he's yep. listening to. This is where the child first comes in. That's right. The phone rings and it's uh, they're apparently getting ready to go out and it's uh, what are you wearing and the mum's trying to put a makeup on. And uh, the daughter's in there trying to, yeah, she's putting makeup on her face as well. I love this bit, though, where the mum the mum drops all her makeup. Daughter's repeating it. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you recognise, right? The door rings, right? The doorbell was the babysitter. Right. Did you recognise the babysitter? No. Jane Krakowski. Who's that? She was in um, oh, the, the show with um, Tina Fey, uh, 30 Rock. Oh, no. I've never seen You've never seen her in that? She's no. been in a few movies as well. Okay. I'm thinking, is that her? And I looked it up and thinking, hell, hell, it's Jane there you Krakowski. Go. Yeah. But she was in her biggest thing is probably 30 Rock that she's okay. done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, they're at the function. They see their friends. They talk about. I think the boss comes up. He's got a neck brace on or something. Yeah, it's very strange. They say we've got a we've got it's a, a very meeting, packed, meeting. crowded function. It, it, it's like a book launch, and we find out that um, the guy in the neck brace turns out to be Dan's boss. And he goes, "Sorry, but need to see. We've got a meeting tomorrow." Da da da. So um, they 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 they've he's worked chatting out. with one of his colleagues. Yeah, so one of his mates with the glasses is ch- chatting about the the whole book and everything and how. Um, you know, working out what, what sort of book it is, and they think it's like a book based on samurai methods. It's like an exercise manual. Yeah. Um, but then they spot this attractive woman. Hi there. She looks good, too. Glad to see I've lost your touch. I think she likes me. You do, huh? I think she wants I think you're batting zero for two, and I don't want to know you. No, she was undressing me with her eyes. You think so? Good luck, now. <laughs> she had trouble with the buttons, though. <laughs> Undressing either eyes, she had trouble, trouble with the, the buttons. buttons. <laughs> but but when the look that remember the guy said hello and she looked at him and like real it was dark a brush stare. off. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, a few minutes later, Dan uh, is approaching the bar, and the same woman is at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying anything. I'm not even gonna look. Was it that bad? Well, let's just say I was glad I wasn't on the receiving end of that one. <laughs> Cheers. I hate it when guys think they can come on like that. Ah, Jimmy's okay. He's just a little insecure like the rest of us. Uh, My name is Dan Gallagher. Alex Forrest. Nice to meet you. What is your connection here? I'm an editor at Robinson Hearts. And you? I'm with Miller Goodman and Hearst. I do all your legal work. I haven't seen you around their office, though. I've just been with them a couple of weeks. So that's the first meeting. Yeah. You know what I love about Fateful that? time. I that there's no clarity around whether he went up to the bar to to hit on her, to flirt, or he whether he just went a for drink. a drink, right? Yeah, he went to get a champagne. I, I I would always say he went to get a drink and she just happened to be the one he sat next to. Yeah. Because I actually really love I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and use it, that line that's what what's your connection here? Because sometimes yeah. you are at a event yeah. or a function, you're like, What the what do you do here? So if you want to hit on if you don't hit on a woman. No, no. <laughs> If you don't know who someone is, Understand, yeah. you can easily just say, so what's I've your often, connection with I've this? I've often said that. So what brings you here? So why? What, I didn't know, uh, but I think the what's your connection with, with yeah. this function, I think okay. is a nice kind of and more what distinct about way the, of saying it. What about if the response is, mind your own business, idiot? Well, I'm fine. No worries at all. <laughs> Cheers. See you later. Throw, <laughs> the, throw the wine all over him and walk out. Have <laughs> a drink in the face. Asshole. <laughs> drink in the face. What a shit thing to say. Wow. But uh, anyway, the, the, I think it was a, it was just a happenstance. That she, That's right. Yeah. There was a gap in the bar. She happened to be there. He was yeah. there. Boom. Um, but she did notice the the wife signalling. She says, "Oh, yeah. is that your wife?" Yeah. And again, she says, "Oh, I better run along." 
You know, like as if to say, off you go, yeah, yeah. see you later. But she watches him as he goes. He goes. Yeah. He's sort of got, you know, staring at him. Uh, next, they're back at the apartment and the babysitter's leaving. And the dog, unfortunately, you've got to be you know, living in a New York apartment. You've got to take the dog out to do his Absolutely. bizzo. Absolutely. Got to take him to do his bizzo. And off he goes. But yeah, he comes he back and finds in, his daughter in bed with his missus. That bomb. Disappointed. <laughs> so, yes, not my words in the script were, no luck tonight. <laughs> you're uh, you're on your own, Dan. Yeah, that's no good. no You've luck. Got to tonight. stop making me laugh. Yeah, Jesus, no, no, no luck tonight. Anyway, uh, I like the next scene where they're leaving the apartment. They're uh, they got the bike and the dog, and they're she's talking, talking about, about a property, property upstate. Yeah, 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 so they load up the car and they find out that the wife uh, um, Beth is heading to her parents', parents place. place yeah. And then remember how he's got a meeting. And then she says to him, have a good meeting. Because Ellen's like, can the dog, is the dog coming? And he's like, no, dog stays here with me. Yeah, Otherwise, I'll get stay. lonely. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting, just single line. Yes. Yeah, the dog has to stay with me yeah, or daddy gets daddy lonely. Gets lonely, yeah. I would have said, take the dog with you if you want. Yeah. Daddy's <laughs> not going to get lonely this weekend. That's right. <laughs> we don't know that yet. Anyway, they go to the meeting. And the meeting is at Robbins and Hart. And the boss, still got the neck brace on, says, look, sorry to ruin your weekend. Um... They said, oh, we're waiting for one person, and it turns out to of be course, Alex Forrest. the one person is the woman from uh, the bar. standing in for someone else, and she arrives. And they said uh, they, there was a, like a moment where, hey, hello, how are you? And uh, Dan then, they start the meeting, and the word, the problem is that apparently um, Dan says that the company wants to publish a novel, and there's a congressman who claims the character is based on him, and they've filed an injunction whether the, uh, the book is based on them, and Dan asks the question. Now, um, well, strictly between these walls, all right, did the author have an affair with Mr. Ohio or not? Yeah, she did. But she also had a lot of affairs with other politicians. Any one of them could make the same claim. How do you do? She swears this character's fictitious. I just got off the phone with her. And you believe her? Yeah, I believe her. And old Dan's eating a bloody bagel or something with yeah. big cream yeah. on it. Gets a bit of cream on his nose, and she's like, "Oh, wipe away the cream." Yeah, it gets all a little bit so flirty at this. A bit of a rapport between them. But yeah. Do you like the fact that out of the gate, we're talking about he's there to represent the company, she's representing the publisher, yeah. and they're talking about someone having an affair, yeah. and that the woman she says, "Oh, she's had several affairs with several congressmen." So that's to kind of set the ball rolling. Yeah. Anything. Uh, anyway, they're back on the street, and it's raining. Poor old Dan's umbrella won't open. Alex sees him. Uh, just on Comes that. to the rescue. Just on that. Yeah, Dan, mate, buy a better umbrella, mate. No, dude, walk back under the thing. Yeah. You just came, he just yeah. came out of a, okay. an alleyway <laughs> yeah. with cover, like a, a, yeah. you know, a foyer of a building but outside. Yeah. The umbrella didn't go up. Mate, walk backwards five steps and tr- well, deal with the umbrella. I'll put it to you this way. Fair thinking. Maybe he saw Alex with no, the umbrella open and thought, I'm going to get play the sympathy card here. No. And off she comes. Let's, hey, let's run with that. Who do you, how do you know? There's a lot of little subtleties, as I said in this movie. Yes. Anyway, they say, "Look, why don't we let's get a let's get a drink till it stops." So yeah. Alex comes over, and next thing they're in the bar discussing cases. And I think he tells a story about his mother wanting to represent her in their divorce. Yeah. And she said, "You've been first. You've just had a first first front row seat about what a what an asshole your dad is." <laughs> so help me out here. Anyway, they uh, he ends up getting out of that. Uh, he makes a joke. I think of the, he calls the waiter over, and the, the waiter completely ignores him. He says, "Look, I've got a lot of pull here, don't worry." Yeah. So again, we're uh, we're liking him even more. But then they just he talks about talks about being a lawyer and how being a lawyer is kind of like being a doctor. 
Now, it's funny being a lawyer, you know, it's like being a doctor. Everybody's telling you their innermost secrets. You just have to be discreet. Oh, God, yeah. Are you? Yeah, my what? Discreet. My next line in the script here is basically she just put it puts on it on him. him. Yeah. Do you think that? Yeah. That was pretty at this strong, point strong. At this point, he becomes culpable. Like he becomes a player in this yeah. you know, game of chess. Right. He's not a passenger anymore. But then he asks the question. Like it's it's obviously a Saturday, mm. and he's wondering what she's doing for the night. Can I ask you something? What? Why don't you have a date tonight, Saturday night? I did have a date. Stood him up. That was the phone call I made. Does that make you feel good? Does it make me feel bad? <laughs> now, where's your wife? Where's my wife? My wife is in the country with uh, her parents visiting the weekend. Strange girl being a naughty boy. I don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime. Not yet. Will it be? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I definitely think it's going to be up to you. <laughs> Dude. I can't say yet. I haven't made up my mind. Like, right. seriously. Come on, you can cut this with a knife, mate. Mate, if you're, if you're trying to defend <laughs> yourself... And your wife gets hold of that audio, you're a dead <laughs> yeah. man. If I'm sitting at a cafe with someone who is just a, a like a work acquaintance, yeah, and, and they're talking about she was like, but we were instantly attracted to each other. Yeah. And where's your wife? And uh, you know, do you, you think you think we're lucky want, tonight, money, yeah. mate? If I don't bail at that point, I'm divorced. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wow. <clears throat> but his wow. missus was away. But she says right at that point. She says, we were attracted to each other at the party. That was obvious. So there's immediate Mm. attraction. Uh, And she says, oh, here you are on your own. And Could have been called instant attraction in the movie. Maybe. But it might have sounded like a a brand of hot chocolate or something. Instant instant attraction. All right. But then it's on, mate. Boom. Next thing, cut to them. This goes from zero to 100 in no time. Wildly kissing each other. The kitchen sinky goes at it. Everything but the kitchen. I I laugh every time the the water turns on and they're rubbing water in each other's faces. That's honestly, I'm looking at that going, why do you turn the tap off? Just turn the tap off. Is there a water shortage going on? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Get away from the water. But I love he's, um, he's, they're obviously having a crack on the sink, right? And, um, he ends up carrying her over to the bed. Yeah. And um, the next thing you see is them him just rolling backwards. They're, oh, they're just spent, right? And um, she she asked the question then, are you feeling energetic? And at this point, I'm thinking... You're going to go well, again. You're going to go again here. Yeah. And then... That's but, not what she had in mind. Turns out something different. <clears throat> but before we talk about that, why the sink? Yeah. A lot of people ask. Adrian Lynn, the director, he said, look, there's a love scene here. If we had it in the bed, it'd be boring. Yeah. We needed something different. And he said, he rem- he said, this is a quote from the director, I remember I had one, I had sex once with a girl over a sink way back. The plates clanked together and we both had a laugh. You always need to have a laugh in a sex scene. 
and that's why he because they were laughing, they were really? having fun. You need to have a yeah. like, eh? Good on you, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, he apparently during filming he yelled at the couple praising them. If they know that they were turning you on, it builds your confidence. He was saying to him, and he, he filmed it himself with a handheld camera, so there was no problem with the heat going out of the scene. This bloke sounds like a perv. <laughs> he was in there. But the uh, the energy she was asking about was because they went dancing. It was like yeah. a Cuban club. It was like a Cuban thing. Dancing together. They walked home. Now, did you recognise where this was? Yeah, yeah. in the, the meatpacking well, district. Because when it was actually a meatpacking yes. district. Now it's not. Now it's a you know yeah. fancy bloody... Now it's really upmarket yeah. place. But when it was actually a meatpacking district. Interesting. They walked to her apartment. She drags him inside and she asked the question. Oh, my God. Have you ever done it in an elevator? <laughs> and I love this, how... They stay, They go at it, and then she then slides down and sort of goes down on him, and then he's sort of standing there, and then some a person walks past. <laughs> Did you see that where yeah. the, the lift's going up? Yeah. Anyway, how do you explain that? Yeah, pretty hard. Uh, Pardon the pun. Next, <laughs> next morning, it's early. Meat packing. Uh, Dan's out. He's heading home. Yep. He gets back to his apartment, opens the door on the dog. You know, the dog's sitting there. The dog's boom. like, where can he I go sl- out? He smashes the door, listens to the answering machine. Remember, his wife left a message. Mm. He goes, oh, sorry, I missed you. Call me in the morning. How good was it? There were no cell phones back then. Yes. Right? Oh, mate, I this thought that changed several the movie. times. This would have changed the movie. It would have yes. been a different movie if he had that kind of access there. But um, I, found, I found that very interesting. But um, what he does, when he, so he, he hears the message. Um Dan calls her yep. and says, right, we wanted to see you at the house. I think um, the, the, the mother-in-law said. Um, then Beth gets on the phone, you know, what happened to you? And he explains that he had dinner with Bill. But um, they do also remember that um, the, the, the daughter has asked for something. So are you getting any work done? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm working. Listen, there's some of the spaghetti sauce in the refrigerator if you get hungry. Great, okay. Uh, how's Ellen doing? Oh, she is having the best time. I just hope that Dad survives it. <laughs> Honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, she wants a rabbit. Oh, Beth, no rabbits. Jesus Christ, this goddamn family's turning into Noah's Ark. <laughs> I mean, please, give her a kiss, all right? And But no promises. All right. When are you coming home? Well, it's getting complicated. Why is that? There's a problem with the house. They sold it. Very funny. No, we can't get in to see it until late this afternoon. I'm not up to fighting the traffic. I thought I would come in tomorrow. So, boom. He's another just night. bought himself an extra another night, night. baby. Another My initial night. thought at this point is, dude, don't do it because she might come home. But she said she's not going to battle the traffic. Dude, don't. But he's not home, though. He's not home. I'm not running that risk. He's, not, he's out. But anyway, he gets another call. Yeah. What happened? I woke up, you weren't here. I hate that. You didn't uh, didn't get my note? What note? I left you uh, a note right by your bed. That's nice. I thought we were going to spend the day together. Oh, no, Alex, look, I I got so much work to do today, I I can't. Why don't you just come over? I'll cook us lunch. (sighs) I got to take the dog for a walk. The poor dog has not been out of this house. Well, bring the dog. I love animals. I'm a great cook. Remember those words. Yeah. I love animals. I'm a great cook. Remember that, okay? Anyway, next scene is in the park, running with the dog. Now, this this is a really weird scene for me because yeah, they're weird. running through the park and then they have this awkward wrestling match and she's sort of rolling around on him and mm. sort of they're having too much fun, I think. Dude, I don't want to break it to you, yeah. but if you're having 
even a fleeting affair. Yeah, you're, you're not running around in the park, yeah. Central Park. And rolling around. It's the only park in town, mate. Someone's going to see you. What's going to happen? This is true. But you know what he does? You know they're throwing the ball around. Yeah. Uh, she she throws the ball back at him, but then Dan appears to collapse. Motionless. Dan! 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 Dan, can you hear me? Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Your face. Your face. <laughs> That was a shitty thing to do. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was just fooling around. My father died of a heart attack. Hawks. I was seven years old. It happened right in front of me. Honey, I'm sorry. Really, I had no idea if I did. I never would have done anything like that. <laughs> Wait, you see, he didn't die. He's alive. <laughs> Yeah, he's alive and well and living in Phoenix. Yeah. I believed him, so, by the way. I thought he was dead. Yeah. So uh, get that India. Back at the apartment, they're eating lunch. Uh, they're, they're cooking lunch and listening to Madame Butterfly. Mm-hmm. They're cooking spaghetti. And then uh, they mention uh, this this plays a part. Remember yes, Madame Butterfly, what's it all about? I love Madame Butterfly. Really? It's my favourite opera. Mine too. It's the first opera I ever saw. My father, he took me to the old Met. I was five years old. Did it make any sense? Well, I got most of it. There was this U.S. sailor setting up house with this Japanese lady. That was all fine. But in the final act, after he left her, my father told me she's going to kill herself. And I was terrified. I was... I climbed right underneath the chair. It's right here. This is it, it's right. Spoiler alert, Dad. You're going to tell me the ending. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, hey, True. Dad told you that she's going to kill herself in the line. Oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you ruined it for me, what are you? That's interesting. That scared him, see? Yeah. So. If she, the dad had said nothing, he would have just been shocked like everyone else. Yeah, true. Now, they're eating lunch, and uh, Alex is sort of going to be quiet. Yeah. And Dan's asking, like, you know. What, what's the up? old, what yeah. are you thinking? What's what's up? What? What are you thinking? I was wondering why is it that all the interesting guys are always married? I get that a lot. <laughs> That's why you find them interesting, the fact you can't have them. How long have you been married? Nine years. Do you have any kids? Mm-hmm. Got a six-year-old girl. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm lucky. So what are you doing here? That's a good point. Boom. She has him at that but point. She was right? begging him to come over. Yeah, so but what are you doing here? That doesn't matter. Someone yeah, begs you to come over, Stephen. You say no. Let me ask you something. Yeah. At this point, are you questioning her mental stability already, or are you thinking she's no. just going along with it? No. At this point, think from from multiple viewings, yeah, you, you, you're thinking. I, I all can these tell you signals, right now, the mental stability signs. question only comes on, comes in at one point as yeah. a first viewer. There's some signs here that she's. Yeah, right. uh, I know. can I can understand that, but as yeah. a first viewer, okay. it's 
the, Cause she said she begged him to come. Like, as a first what are you doing? viewer, like you know, I've seen enough TV shows and movies where people have affairs, and you, you, there's clearly this roller really? coaster of, yeah, um, you know, should we be doing this and all those kind of questions? Yeah, yeah. Like basically, she's like, mate, let's just what's going on? Let's just keep yeah. going here. She's she's the she's inciting it, but she's she's still keen though. I had a wonderful time last night. I'd like to see you again. Is that so terrible? No, I just don't think it's possible. really strange. I feel like I know you already. I just want to know where I stand. I think you're terrific. But I'm married. So yeah, she's she's keen to continue and this is the this is the point where they're they're finishing their lunch. She's obviously stated, "Look, I want to see you. I want there to be something happening." And I think he's sort of saying, "Look, that's really not possible." Yet they still uh, end up having sex. They're they're laying in bed and uh, they they've just finished again. He's getting dressed to to go home, and this is the part where she sort of says to him, or he gets the feeling that she obviously wants him to stay, and is surprised by what she says and what she does. What are you doing? I gotta go. So you said she wasn't coming back till tomorrow. She's not, but I got things to do, honey. I gotta go home. You know, I don't think I like this. Like what? The way you run away after every time we make love. Well, Alex, what difference does it make whether I leave now or in the morning? The fact is, I gotta go. Well, you're not gonna leave now. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Well, Please stop it. Come on. Hey, Alex, come on. Hello. See, I thought this is obviously the point where you go, what's going on? But I thought this was because I'm, it's a movie called Fatal Attraction, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna die. Yeah. So that's a giveaway. Yeah. I, because I, she's standing there with her hands behind her back, that's a, that's a weird look. So I assumed she had a knife and she was gonna kill him. At that point. At this point here? Yeah. Really? Yep. All oh, right. That's what I was at. Okay. I'm like, because I'm waiting for the murder. Okay. Fatal attraction, right? Yes. And she's standing with her arms behind her back. It's a bit weird. Okay. So I'm thinking she's got a knife. Yeah. And that scuffle was going to end in his death. Well, mate, she, where would you get the knife from? She's, they've just had sex. She's in bed half naked. I don't know, mate. <laughs> Have you not okay. seen the, what's the one where he gets basic, locked basic up? Instance, no, 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 no. The... the <laughs> Broken ankles with the sledgehammer. Oh, misery, knife under yeah, the misery. misery. <laughs> knife under the under the mattress. <clears throat> this is uh, far from misery, but yeah, Dan responds though. He says, "Look, you know, you got to be yeah. reasonable here." What's the problem? I'm sorry. Jesus Christ! I mean, let's be reasonable. Be reasonable. <laughs> what? Thank you, goodbye, don't call me, I'll call you. Look, you knew about me, all right? I didn't hide anything. I thought it was understood. What was understood? The opportunity was there and we took it. Come on now, we're, uh, we are adults, aren't What's we? What's that supposed to mean? I thought we'd have a good time. No, you didn't. You thought you'd have a good time. You didn't stop for a second to think about me. That's crazy. You knew the rules, Alex. What rules? Look, Alex, I like you. And if I wasn't with somebody else, then maybe I'd be with you. But I am. Please don't justify yourself as pathetic. So she's... Uh, very strange. She's thinking, yeah, you're only thinking about yourself, but... And he didn't here, articulate those rules very well, did he? Here's the line that, 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 is, that gets yes. me each time. You tell me to fuck off, I'd have more respect for you. All right. 
right, then fuck off. And you get out! She kicks him and yeah. basically literally kicks him out of the house. Yeah. Uh, and this is where and then you realise it's okay, a scuffle, isn't it? Like he's, he's sort of gone off in the corner and finished dressing and she's she's off standing off in the corner. And oh, like, yeah, sorry, this is the bit where she's standing with her hands behind her back. Yes, yes. And, and, and so she says, look, come say goodbye nicely. You know, we, did, mm. don't, we don't want to leave on, on these terms. She's yeah. crying. And, because she's standing in the middle of the room, so she could have got a knife at this point from the Yes, kitchen. well, she's sort of that's standing why. in the corner. And you're right, she did have her hands behind her back, so it wasn't at the time. So no, you're thinking right, this yeah. time. So you, she, he's approaching her and then they, she starts kissing him. And what are you thinking here? Where's all this blood? Yeah, There's blood on his face. no sense. It, I'm you're thinking, like, what, what is, happened? is happening here? Well, because in my head, I'm like, she's going to kill him. I assumed she was cutting him, but then I'm like, he'd feel that. So yeah, yeah. no, this is making no sense. So then we discover, though, that uh, he looks down at her wrists and she slashed her wrists. Yeah. And he he screams and grabs towels and they go to the bath and, 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 and in the sink and w- w- rinse out. Rinse out her yeah, wounds and everything, on. and it's like it's pretty. Like, so he kind of patches her up, yeah. settles her down, well, and, and then, she falls asleep. That's right. And then, but then he says, then what he does after that, he calls his wife and he says, "Oh, did did you just call? I was in the shower." She goes, "Oh, no, no." And she said, "How to go?" Da, da. So he's sort of covered himself. She thinks he's home, so he's thinking, "Well, I got to go. I can't just go now. I got to mm. stay with her." So he puts that call in. Yes. So. He the next morning, I think he asked, how are you feeling? Look, I have to go. I'll call you sometime. Promise me you'll see the doctor. Take care. Yeah, so he's done, oh, like seriously. Out. See you later. He's the bloke. and Because he, he mentions earlier, you know, the rules. And she's like, what rules? Well, dude, you've had yeah. an affair with a married man. The rules are. Yeah. It's a well, it's a short-term thing. Yeah. You okay? know, he, he never, and he said, I never hid anything. You knew I was married. You knew yeah. the deal. So that's, that's yeah. the rules. Yep. And, and essentially at this point, he's but like... But again, don't forget, this is two men talking about this, yes, okay? So yes. if we had two that's women in your, here... That's <laughs> why your rebuild, yeah. the re- reboot of this is Absolutely. an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. But you know, at this point, he's now like, you know what? I've done everything I needed to do here. I've cared for her. I've looked after yeah, her. Right. Can you go to a doctor? You know, yep. make, make sure you're okay. Absolutely right. So he gets home. I love this bit where his bed's not, it's still made. Yeah. So he gets in it, rolls around like he's I love the bit where he gets, gets spaghetti out of the fridge, <laughs> gives it to the spaghetti dog. Spaghetti sauce to the dog, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he's, uh, next morning he's back in his office and he says, look, cancel everything. Because you know, don't forget, remember how he said he had a lot of work to do? Yeah, he's done nothing. Because he spent the whole weekend with her. He's got nothing. He goes, I've got cancel everything. I've got to be in court by two. Um, so anyway, flashback to the, uh, that evening back at Gallagher, Dan Gallagher's apartment. The the daughter the mother and the daughter are home now, mm-hmm. and the daughter runs to see you, Daddy, and uh, you know I missed you. And uh, at the dinner table, I like how the daughter's trying to show him a card trick because yes. I think her grandfather showed him a couple, oh, a showed a couple of card yep. tricks. And then he asks, uh, "So how was it all?" So how was it? Oh come on, I'm a big boy. I can take it. It has a place for rabbits. <sighs> Oh no, she said it. She said the other word. Oh no. <laughs> Not rabbits. 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 She's a good little actress, eh? Hey? She does good. I mean, it's she not rocket really science, but it's she gets the I concept loved, of it. I loved how she was getting impatient with him. And like she's talking, like Dan's talking to Beth, and she says, Ro, which row, Dad? Come on. Like, yeah. she, she's not he's not taking part. Uh, and uh, anyway, the, the wife says, look, the house is amazing. And he says, look, I'll come up and Let's look, go and look. tomorrow. And he says, come up and look at it. How about tomorrow? He goes, really? Which is a turn for him because he's obviously yeah. not been a big fan of this Super potential Super busy, move. that's right. So he's thinking, okay, let's go. They're at the uh, the country house looking at the house. It's okay. Great for kids. And I like how he goes up in the attic 
And he goes, oh, this is my man cave. This is yeah. my den. This is going to be. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, back at Alex's apartment, mm. she's listening to Madam Butterfly in that white dress, yeah. flicking the light on Oof. and off. This was a really nice contrast where it shows her lonely and depressed and then it shows Dan with his wife and their friends and they're bowling and they're having a time of their life. She's, meanwhile, cutting back to her, sad and lonely. Mm. Back to them. She's deeply depressed. Back to them. They're having fun. So this shows sort of the situation in the at that time. Now, back in the office the next day, we see... Dan is having a discussion with obviously a person who is his boss. Yeah. Now, did you notice who that boss was? Um, that actor is Lurch. Fred, not Lurch, <laughs> Fred Gwynn, who was Herman Munster. Yeah, did you the Munsters. Watch, did you watch the Munsters? No, but I, oh, I'm, I might have seen a few episodes or something. Yeah. But yeah. Well, his part apparently was a, a bit of a got cut out, but right. he's basically the boss. And in this scene, he's saying, "Oh, um, I hear you're about to become a suburbanite. You're looking at a house in the country and." Mm. Uh, he says, how about lunch on Tuesday? So he's thinking, well, I might be getting a partnership minute. here. Because so. there's this whole other thread here that doesn't really get explored, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, other than no, one, it, there's one other dinner that it mentions, it, yes, but that's about it. it does. But at the time, though, his secretary says, look, it's Alex Forrest again. Uh, and he's thinking, oh, God, her again. He says, okay, put her through. So he, uh, he decides to talk to her. Look, Alex, I thought we agreed this was not a good idea. Why? Look, I'm sorry. I thought you understood. If I've misled you in some way, I apologize. But I don't think it's a good idea if we talk to each other anymore. Okay? Goodbye. I've got to be honest. Again, man analyzing yes. man side of the story. But yeah. I thought he handled that very well. I, I got ahead of myself here. There is there is one. That before this call, yeah. she comes to see him. I should have played this first. So but the scene before this was when she arrived, she was waiting for him at his office. That's right, yes. You okay? I'm fine. Well, I was going to call you today. I, um... Oh, this is terribly embarrassing. I, I just, um, wanted to say sorry for what happened. I had no right to put you through all that. Nothing happened, okay? I was going through a bad time and everything was coming to a crisis and... But I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm really all right and, and thank you. You have to thank me. Oh, yeah, I do. A lot of guys would have just run away. I don't know what I would have done if you hadn't been there. Look, it's, you know. it's at this point here, she asks, she says, look, I've got two tickets to Madame Butterfly. Would you like to come with me? He says, look, that's not a good idea. Thanks yeah. anyway. See you later. Yeah. So sorry, I'll get ahead of myself. The scene after that was when she was listening to Madame Butterfly and they were having fun with yeah. their friends. The bottom line but is then, but no, she's but, not given up. But the, 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 what we missed in that little bit, the moment little mistake there, was that she there's some time passed yes. and she's been calling him and he hasn't been responding. Yes. And that's when he says, look, I'm sorry if I misled you. Go away, basically. You've got this situation where the secretary clearly knows there's something happening here, yeah. right? Because the secretary she's, knows all, She's right? listening, yeah. So she's been she's in the getting office. the calls, yeah. She's now getting all the calls. He's brushing the calls, so... And then he takes that one call. Yes. Like, it's now got to a point where he's he's done everything he possibly could. I mean, obviously, he had an affair, so yep. not, not condoning that. Yeah. But he, he told her the, that it wasn't happening. Yeah. He, he politely... And he said, look, I'm sorry if I've misled the, you, but that's, this the, is His it. words in that phone call, I think, are again, great. I'm yep. really sorry that I misled you, but you yep. know it can't happen. Absolutely right. Um, 
back at the apartment, you see there's a nice little scene where uh, Dan is watching his wife getting ready. And, yeah, uh, they're good scenes. But yeah, kisses you on the cheek. <laughs> they've got friends around. And, this is where the yeah, his mate is, comes they're, around. And they're funny. This is a funny scene where, you know what, you know what, to be honest, we're moving on. We're leaving you all behind. We're getting to the country. I'm going to get promoted. And best thing is to make a clean break. <laughs> they're yeah. just joking. And uh, I like I like the rapport they've got. That's, yeah. It's a funny little scene. Yeah, and I like the fact that this is this is this explains that earlier interaction with his boss. Yeah, because you say, "Oh, he's got a meeting next Thursday." What does yeah. that mean? I'm like, it just means he's having lunch with his yeah. boss. No, but now mean... you realize it's like he could be promoted and all that. Kind Correct. Of stuff. But they go to bed though. And did you like this? How the camera pans across to the bedside table, and then this middle of the night. Yeah, Richards. Uh, it's kind of late, isn't it? If you refuse to take my phone calls at the office, you leave me no choice. That's well, uh, it's two o'clock in the morning uh, here. Can't just wait till tomorrow morning. Oh, is it awkward for you to talk? <laughs> oh, that's a bit. You could say that. You could say that. <laughs> I've got to see you. Well, I don't have the. Um documentation to answer that question right now, but I'll call you from the office. No, meet me in front of the Robinson Hart building tomorrow, six o'clock. Don't disappoint me. So uh, mm. there we have it. Next scene is in the street, Dan telling her this has to stop. And she says, look, if you agreed, if you agreed to see me, then we really wouldn't have to do this. This has got to stop. Dan, if you'd agreed to see me, I wouldn't have called you. You get it, all right? It's over. There is nothing between us. You mean you've had your fun, now you just want a quiet life. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Doing what? You need help. Don't tell me what you I need. need. To, you need to shrink. Why are you so hostile? I'm not your enemy. You yeah, then why are you trying to hurt me? I'm not trying to hurt you, Dan. I love you. You what? I love you. You don't even know me. Oh, how can you say that? Alex, we spent a weekend together, that's all. You spent that second night. You must like me a little. Because I was concerned about you. Jesus Christ, why do you read so much and everything? I mean, can't you understand? I have a whole relationship with someone else. I am very happy. Whole means complete. If your life's so damn complete, what were you doing with me? Is this what you want to talk about, our imaginary love affair? I'm pregnant. Boom. <laughs> See, my immediate reaction is, no, you're not. Yeah. Well, she gives him the card of the gynecologist and says, yeah. well, check for yourself if you don't believe yeah. me. We find out later that he does check. And she yeah. says, oh, can get the guy says, congratulations. And then he asks her, he goes, what, you didn't use anything? Or, and he mm. says, she said, look, I had a bad miscarriage and I didn't think I could have kids. Yeah. Um, and he goes, don't worry, we'll be fine. He goes, I'll pay for the abortion. Yeah. She says, because he, he says, like, I'll take care of it. Yeah. And so she goes, what do you mean by no, that? But then she mentions the and word that, abortion. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And then he leads to it. So uh, he's alluding to the fact that uh, she says, look, well, no, I'm going to I'm gonna keep this baby. You're not going to have the baby. Why not? Why do you one-parent families? At least they don't end in divorce. Good I point. don't have a I want this child. It has nothing to do with you. I want it whether you're going to be a part of it or not. Then why are you telling me? Why? Why just go ahead and do it? I was hoping that you would want to be a part of it. This is crazy. This is totally insane. I'm 36 years old. It may be my last chance to have a child. Alex, 
say. Just think about it. We are going to live with this for the rest of our lives. I know. I've thought of that. I know how you feel. It's a big thing. But it doesn't have to be a problem. Really, it doesn't. You play fair with me, I'll play fair with you. Mm. Mm, prophetic, prophetic words He's there. sitting there going, what? I mean, basically, yeah. this couldn't have gone worse it's for him. It's taken a turn here. Now, I love the next scene where they're in the apartment and he's watching his daughter and his wife and I think she's reading a she's story. Reading a story yeah. And he's looking at him thinking, this is I it. could lose all this because yeah. of this now. The, that, that's a really important little scene there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but back at uh, Alex's apartment in the meatpacking district, Alex leaves the apartment. And he's and loitering Dan. out front. Yeah, he goes in. He presses the button. Someone opens the because door. Because he, he, no- he made a note of where she kept a key yeah, earlier. Yeah, so on top of the thing. Yeah, yep. that's right. So he's in there looking around, looking in a medicine cabinet. Remember the old Rolodex? He had yep. the Rolodex. And then he, f- he finds the scrapbook. Did which you find had, this interesting? Yeah, which shows... Stanley Forrest did die, did of, a die heart of a heart attack. So she said... That he did, but then she joked that he wasn't dead. So mm. you're thinking, what the hell's going on? The next day, he's in the office library with his mate. You know, the guy that he had bowled, he went yep. bowling with. Had the quietly down the he back, says, whispering. Um, you know, he's explaining. He need he needed to confide in someone, yep. and so he's talking to him about. Oh, look, I don't know about family law. He goes, I called the doctor. The doctor says, congratulations, good on you, blah blah blah. So he says, look, I've got no idea about family law. Does she have a case? She says, look, it ain't good. Um, he said, look, I'm scared. I don't want to lose my family. So the stakes have now suddenly mm. gone to an all-time high. Uh, back at the apartment, Alex is on the phone trying to get through to the operator. This, yeah. and, because and, at this point, I'm like, yeah. change your phone number, mate. Well, that's what he's done. And that's what and he's she done. she said, look, I need that number. She can't get through. Um, next thing we see, Dan, you, you can tell this is on his mind. Right? He's sort of walking around like a zombie. Nearly car nearly gets run over. Yeah. So he, this is weighing heavily on him already. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back at the apartment now. Don't forget. Don't remember they went to see a house in the country. Yep. They're thinking, righto, they're they moving. Up, they're going to get it. So their apartment's for sale. Yes. So Dan gets home, and he is and someone, he hears someone who is this. And he, he, I love the camera how it turns around the corner, like his point point of view mm. turns around the corner, and it's Alex Forrest. So it's his affair. His wife sitting with his wife in his apartment. Jesus. So he's thinking, but how, how he. Kept it together here. Yes. He's a good actor, especially when Even she remember the, says. Remember the call he got during the middle of the night? How he disguised yes. it as some colleague. And and she says, when this in this chance meeting, not really chance. Yeah. She says, "Oh, we've met." Like yeah. she's saying, At "Oh no, we've launch. definitely met." Yes. And he's like, "I don't remember." Yes. I like how the wife introduces him. They shake hands. Mm. Glad to meet you. Oh, you're moving to Bedford. Oh, we hear Alex is expecting a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Alex and Dan are. I like when the wife goes across to get her because because remember how they change their number. So the wife, so wife goes, goes over and writes down the, the phone number. And then as she's walking, uh, remember when she walked away and they, they were just looking at each other? Yeah. Like she's, He's looking at her thinking, you know, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Anyway, wife gives her the brand new it's number. It's full on. See you the, later. I think it's at that moment that you realize this woman isn't just, you know, doesn't just have some issues. Yeah. She is off her dial. Yeah. And following this. The next scene is back at her apartment. So Dan's back at um, meatpacking. I think he was waiting for someone to come out of her apartment. Yep. He bolts in. He uh, he goes up to her apartment and rings the doorbell. So what can I get you? I've got scotch. I've got vodka. I just know I should be in the... Cut this shit, will you? Just cut it! I don't know what you're up to. 
But I'm going to tell you, it's going to stop right now. No, it's not going to stop. It's going to go on and on until you face up to your responsibilities. What responsibilities? I'm pregnant. I'm going to have our child. Alex, that's your choice, honey. That has nothing to do with me. I just want to be a part of your life. Oh, this is the way you do it, huh? Showing up at my apartment? Well, what am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. <laughs> Famous line that was. I'm not going to be ignored. Yeah, that, that's uh, yeah. often shown. But this is poignant as well, where, you know, they're talking about the situation. Why can't we just be like that again? I know you feel it too. I mean, what are you so afraid of? <laughs> just don't flatter yourself, Alex. <laughs> Go ahead, hit me. If you can't fuck me, why don't you just hit me? You're so okay. sad. You know that, Alex? Lonely and very sad. Don't you ever pity me, oh, smug you. bastard. I'll oh, pity you. Pity you because you're sick. Why? Because I won't allow you to treat me like some slut you can just bang a couple of times and throw in the garbage? Ooh, fair point. Fair analogy to the fair point. So uh, she says, look, dance, they, they have a blow up, they go to leave, and uh, she's, she's obviously said something to upset him. Yep. What are you doing? Please, Dan, please don't go. I didn't mean it. Please, I'm sorry. I'll tell your wife. You tell my wife, I'll kill you. It only takes a phone call! She actually rings now. See, I expected him to come running down the hall at that point. And again, killer. Because I'm waiting for this murder. Okay. <laughs> Fatal attraction, mate. Be patient. But mate. that, you know, he's walked out. Yeah. She's threatened to call. She's, you can hear the dialogue. She says, I'll tell your wife. And he grabs her and slams her against the door. Trigger, right? That's the, one yeah, thing yeah. He, that's the one thing that will Absolutely. end it for him. Yeah, no, so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised was, he never stopped, though. Because yeah. like, she, she bolted down the hall and made the call. Yeah. You yeah. can hear the door slam. So he was like, do you know yeah, what I mean? I just yeah. feel like that was the point. Okay. Didn't happen, though. Next scene is back at the Bedford house. They're, they're, that's where they're moving to. The moving trucks there. The uh, they're getting moving the furniture in, and the phone rings. Oh, yeah, and then Dan every phone call's going to freak him out. Thinking, from oh now. God! And anyway, he answers it, and it's Martha. He's that happy that it's not her. Yeah. Um, next day, they're painting the ceiling. Phone rings again. Uh, it's Dan telling them because he's obviously back in the city, saying, "Look, guess what I'm looking at? Little bunny rabbit." This feels like a. I know it's not a massive passage of time, but it does feel like it's a passage of time moment. Oh, I reckon probably yeah, like a week or a week has know, gone by. He's, or something. he's yeah. calmed a bit because yep. he's at work. Yep, and she's he's now he's ringing her, ringing the wife to tell him he's got the rabbit. Yeah, so he's got this big bunny rabbit on his yeah. desk at work. He's going to take it, and Absolutely. he's caved to yeah. Ellen. I think he's sort of overcompensating a little bit in his own mind to sort yeah. of keep her happy. Anyway, he's venturing up to the car park. He gets there, no one there. He grabs his keys, goes up the lift. Did you see who was there? Remind me. Alex was there. Oh, Alex that's right. Was yes, yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah. She was standing at the other end of the. Of the he didn't see her. Well, no, he was going up the lift, there. and then yeah, she was there, and then um, he goes. He hears the alarm go off and finds what appears to be acid yeah, all over his. It looks car. like acid. Is it to acid? Me? I thought about it. Yeah. I thought, that's definitely acid. And then he says to himself, "That fucking bitch." He, says, he knew. He, he knew. No, exactly. Knew exactly who did. Because the thing here is right. Not only is that an inconvenience, but now he's got to create a whole other story. So he's got this bunny rabbit he's carrying around. He's got to find another car. He's got to find an excuse for not having his car. Yeah. So he starts this story about so the he car gets a, yeah, you know, having right. a major electrical problem. It's a write-off. Car has engine trouble. He gets a higher car. And as he's driving out, did you notice who's behind him? Yep. You know Follows that. him in her car. But, but, but before he left the office, remember, he was given a little package yeah. that says... Uh, it was a cassette tape. Then, and then 
pulls out it's, it's real 80s 70s 80s sort of move yeah. pl- tape with play me, play me. and uh, that's exactly what he does hello Dan are you surprised this is what you've reduced me to I guess you thought you'd get away with it well you can't because <laughs> part of you is growing inside of me and that's a fact Dan and you'd better start learning how to deal with it <laughs> You know, I, I feel you. I taste you. I think you. I touch you. Can you understand? Can you? I'm just asking you to acknowledge your responsibilities. <laughs> Is that so bad? <laughs> So uh, at the end of that mm. tape, she says, look, you think you can get away with it. You can't get away with it. And his, do you like how he arrived at the Bedford house? He mm. goes down the driveway and Alex's car is at the head of the driveway, at the end of the driveway. Yes. And um, he's still listening to the tape. Uh, Alex uh, looking, like the wife comes out to greet him. They go inside. Then she comes on his property, remember, yeah. and starts looking in the house, mm. sees Dan give the door to the bunny. Yeah. And she becomes physically ill. Did you say yeah, that? She that? walks away. She walks off and throws up. Yeah. That's made her sick. Like, that's well, I, uh, him, her things. seeing him happy with that, someone else. But also, there's morning sickness. Like, I'm like, is this uh, an early stage? Yeah, is that a I never thought of that. Passage of time on yeah, the pregnancy. Okay, right. But I think, too, that she just was physically sickened yeah, by because she realized how much with his wife. How yeah, much yeah. It's, it's actually a bigger deal. Absolutely right. Uh, Dan's in the den. Did you like this bit? He's listening to the rest of the tape that Alex made. Yeah. Camera close in on Dan. Did you see the hands reach in from behind? Did yeah. you think? Scared you the ju- Jesus out of him. <laughs> did you think that was her? No. Oh boy. No. Oh boy. He's uh, he he shits himself. It's his wife. Uh, he says, "I oh, know. I'm just listening to a deposition." He's always got a line. Eh? He always yeah. can always cover his. It's tracks. all, mate. He's a genius. Wouldn't trust this bloke as far as you can throw him. Whoa, whoa. That's why he's a lawyer, I suppose. Anyway, he heads to the local police station and. Sort of says, like, asking for a friend. Um, I have a client here who needs help. You know, there's uh, he reports the car vandalism. And uh, he says, look, you can't arrest anyone for what they could do to you. Look, Lieutenant, this woman is completely irrational. There's no telling what she could do. You can't go around arresting people for what they might do. You know that. (laughs) I'm not asking you to arrest her. He simply... He wants her warned. Well, we could talk to her, may make things public, he's not going to like that. It may even aggravate the situation with the girl. How's that? Well, whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of her system. And any action we take could provoke her. What if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? You have to catch her in the act. Then we can bring charges. Well, you saying he just has to sit there and take it? It's his bet. Freddie's going to have to lie in it. Whoa, that's not yeah. what he wanted to hear. Yeah, but I mean, it's also, mate, you're a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, do you really think the police are going to go and do this? Like, he's not a, he's not a, like a criminal lawyer, though. He's, no, he but still, like it's just like, mate, yeah. I think you're stretching. That's not his arm of the law, but. Yeah. It just shows how, yeah. like, how desperate he is. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, there are, the, uh, the, we flash back to the Bedford house in the backyard. The rabbit hutch is there. Yeah. The daughter's feeding the rabbit. They head off in the car. Uh, they go to the in-laws' house and yep. it explains to the in-laws that the car's a write-off. 
the daughter is rehearsing a play or something. Like yeah. she's got like a Abraham Lincoln hat or something. Yeah, like very that. strange. Yeah. And um, Dan comes over and hugs the daughter. Uh, back at the Bedford house, they come home to oh, the house. Mate. Now I knew exactly what was happening. This here. was this was a, a really good intercut of the daughter's little feet running. The because the daughter loves the rabbit, she's yes, off to see the rabbit. As soon as she gets home, yeah. she goes to see the rabbit. The wife goes in the house. The husband's off doing something else. Um, there's something on the stove, and it's all intercut together until this. Oh, mate, Dan's got to work out. Do so, I go to the kid well, or the so wife? What's the, happening? The daughter's screaming because the bunny's gone. She doesn't know it's dead. The wife's gone. screaming because the bunny's cooking. The bunny's in the pot, boiling. Yeah. Now, That's what's for dinner, kids. Had you not heard that term, bunny boiler? No. Had you never heard that term? No. Very common term. It's a use expression for an obsessive woman. Oh, really? That became like someone... I remember... Based mid, on this? Or based on this. Uh-huh. The bunny, the, someone's a bunny boiler, you think, oh, that she's a... Yeah, obsessive well, stalker. Come and boil your bunny, right? And right, uh, right. even me growing up, right? When I, oh, mate, I was how old was I? I was twenty. I was really? nineteen when yeah. this movie came out. Among our mates in the in that period and beyond, mm. we'd refer to someone who's real pest as a, like a woman trying to get, wouldn't leave you alone. We used to refer to him as oh, she's a fatal. We used oh. to call them fatals, like as if they're like obsessive woman. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that was that's how sort of it was. It was. Uh, such a big sort of cultural moment yeah, in right. this. It, it was, but you know, we've now got a dead bunny, bunny boiling, upset daughter, yeah. and the, the next scene is really just the wife in, and the husband yes. in, a, in a lounge room, and the wife's like, "Have you called the cops yet?" <laughs> did you like that? Before we do that, did you like the fact when? Do you remember when she says, "I love animals and I'm a great cook"? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> okay. I just want to remind you of that. You're but you're right, man. next scene. You are a the, simple the wife, man. The daughter's crying in bed. The wife's consoling her. It's raining outside. And Dan says, uh, we need to talk. Yeah. I know who did this. So uh, it's time to come clean. Ben, I'm so sorry. The last thing I ever wanted to do was to hurt you. You in love with her? No. No, it was one, it was one night. People didn't mean anything. What has it got to do with with what's happened? Like this bit where the daughter's coming out and was watching. watching and she's bawling yeah. her eyes out. Yeah. Now to get her to cry like that, apparently um, Michael Douglas was behind the camera, um, threatening to take away her stuffed unicorn she was holding, saying, oh. 
look at look at this stupid unicorn. I'm going to throw it in the garbage. So he was trying to upset it for real and made oh, it cry. Wow. Yeah, and got the desired effect. But he Jesus. immediately apologised and said, "Look, I'm sorry. I was kidding." He hugged her. In an interview years later, he said, "I felt pretty guilty, but you got to do what you got to do." Well, it's true. So Dan's packing it up, mate. He's out. He sees his daughter asleep. Um, Alex is in her apartment, and the phone call and the phone rings. So. Um, Guess who's on the phone? Dan, what a pleasant surprise. It's over, Alex. It's all finished. I told Beth she knows all about it. Sure. You haven't got the balls. Why don't you speak to her? Why would I want to talk to her? This is Beth Gallagher. If you ever come near my family again, I'll kill you. You understand? Mm. So now Dan has threatened to kill her, and now she's threatened to kill her. Yeah. So the fatal is approaching. Do you, do you, yeah. Were you feeling well, that? No, actually, I'm now thinking. Did the did you not did the wife not come into the calculations now Never. or not? Really? No. Okay. Uh, this next scene, in, any parent, this would be a heart wrenching scene where yeah. he's um, oh. there. Uh, well, first of all, they're at the piano together, and yeah. the dad calls and oh, when are you coming home? Yeah. And I'll oh, tell mummy I called. So yeah, tugging at the heartstrings. Yeah. But this next scene though, really scary. How Beth's. Um, that's school. Going to school to pick up Ellen. He goes, what, Ellen's already been picked up. What first she, first what? teacher's like, did you forget something? She goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? You better yeah. get Ellen. She she's already gone. She's already gone. And she's thinking in a panic. Freaking out. Running through. And I'll say this. Call the police. So this is an interesting about this, right? Yeah. No mobile phones at the time. Yeah. But wouldn't your first thought be, where's Dan? Like, did he come and pick her up? Yeah. Well, that would have been my first thought. Yes. Did, no, but bloody... I think she knew he was in the city or something. He was working, remember? Who knows, mate? Yeah, maybe. Without mobile maybe. phones. Yeah, true. So, yeah, well, yeah, that would have been a th- She might have thought, oh, did Dan pick her up? But they yeah. would have told her that. Wouldn't they have told her that? Anyway. Well, they didn't seem to identify anyone. They just said she's Yeah, gone. right. But she's running around. But, you know, cut to an so amusement park. She's now, yeah, in a panic looking Ellen, for the girl. Ellen, the, ba- the daughter's with Alex. She, he's on a roller coaster. Hand, going on a roller coaster. Beth, um, Beth gets home calling for Ellen. So he, he goes in the house. She's not there. Yep. Meanwhile, on the amuse- in the amusement park, she gets the ice cream. She gets on the roller coaster. Ellen's shooting herself. Yeah, she's she's looking real face. scared, yeah. Beth's driving around, nearly hits a couple yep. um, in the roller coaster. Ellen's still looking terrified, but then eventually has a little smile on her face. And then Beth has a car accident. Yeah, well, she's frantic looking around and not looking at the car in front of you, just smashes into this car, yep. and you're thinking, holy shit. So next thing, we're in the hospital. Dan, you see Dan rushing in looking for Beth, sees the daughter, goes in to see it. The father-in-law gives him a yeah. frosty look mm. at the bedside. So uh, did the mother-in-law out the front as yes, well. Yes, naturally. And uh, he says to her, look, you're going to be okay. Beth gives him a little smile. Dan breaks down, cries there in, in front of her. Mm. Meanwhile, Dan's in the car driving back He's to now the angry, city. let's be honest. Yes, he is. Mm. He waits outside Alex's apartment. And you know what? Alex, he gets in, can't find the key, but she opens the door and Dan smashes his way in. Now, yep. he's... Here's what fascinates me about this scene, right? I'll t- we'll describe it first. They struggle in the hallway. It's a bit of a punch-up. She yeah. spits in his face. She kicks him, smashes the glass panels. Yeah. He's choking her on the floor, but then, then he, he stops. stops. But she grabs a knife and comes at him. He takes it off her. They look at each other. She smiles at him. And what does he do? Remember this for later. Mm. He puts the knife down mm. and walks away. Yeah. She's got this weird smile on her face as he's walking away. They have not spoken a word in that scene. No. Not a single line. Just hear aggression. Just boom. Mm. Okay. Back at the police station, he's now got 
the a case against her to say, you know, look what you did. I tried to explain the situation to you. You didn't want to listen to me. Now the woman took my kid, and that's kidnapping, right? Now am I right? My wife's in the hospital. She, she could have been killed. If you're not going to do something about this. Take it easy, okay? You don't have to shout. Okay. Okay. What are you going to do? We'll tell New York to pick her up and bring her in for questioning. So here they like Dan like the wife is out of hospital. Dan's back at home now. Mm. They're thinking, okay, we're together again at last. Yeah. Beth is running a bar. Um Dan's on the phone to the police. Did you get this call? They don't know where Alex is. They went to remember they said they're gonna go pick her up. They said we don't know where she is. Mm. So he's thinking, okay. And did you like he opened a drawer and there was a gun inside? Yeah, he it's like that? while he's on the phone, he's like checking the yeah. gun there. Everything's good here. Um, he gives his missus the towels. He says, look, do you want some painkillers? She asks for a cup of tea. Dan locks the door, goes down, put the kettle on. Yeah. Now, here is the scene. Mm, my God. That she's in there, and I love the whole steam, and she wipes the mirror, and then you see, yeah, did you reflection. jump then or what? Yeah, a little. That was a solid fright. Alex is in the reflection, standing there with a knife. Mm. And this is what she says. Why are you here? You tried to say goodbye to me last night. But he couldn't because he and I feel the same way about each other. Do you know how it is when you meet somebody for the first time? And you've Get this instant attraction. Dan's downstairs. Yeah, doesn't know what's going on. Move him into the country, and you're keeping him away from me. And she's cutting a leg too. Yeah. And you're playing happy family, but you wouldn't understand that because you're so selfish. So she's cutting a leg, and then. The water, I think the dog sees the water. The dog be- notices Dog's the licking off the water off the yeah. floor, which is beating off the ceiling upstairs. And meanwhile, the um, they struggle, right? But then the the kettle the kettle goes off. Full on this. This He crash-tackles her into the bath. Yep. And she's slashing away with the knife at him. He forces her head underwater. To drown her. And then she's struggling, and then eventually she just goes limp. Yep. So what were you thinking at this point? Well, she's dead, and he's got some serious conversations with his wife. But that's not what happens. No, that's not. Dan turns around, and I love the slow pan over Alex in the bath. Like, her eyes are open and bubbles, like you think she's dead in the bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she comes back up out of the bath. Just jumps and up. And with the knife about to stab Dan. Mm. And then Beth, bang, 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 shoots, shoots her, her right dead, in the gut. Yep. And then she falls dead into the bath. <sighs> Definitely dead, dead this time, That's I wrote true. in my notes. And the aftermath is um, Dan shaking hands with the detective out the front. 
He's obviously he said yep. look, she's your problems, and he was right. She Just came a bit. to a hand in the house. Thanks, Scoop. He goes back inside. Beth hugs him. It's over. Close up on the family portrait. The end. Yeah. Now, can I just tell you, mm. that was not the original ending. Really? The original ending had Alex committing suicide in her apartment with the knife that Dan touched oh. listening to Madam Butterfly. Wow. So she cut her own throat and then this police turn up on his doorstep saying... You're under arrest for the murder of Alex Forrest. He's taken away. You can watch it on the the extras on the disc. If so you, it's on YouTube, you can watch this. What do they do? The they, they, they film both, or do they they change it no, after screenings? They changed it afterwards. They thought with the they decided they had mixed reactions to the ending. Mm. Test audiences didn't like it. But get this right when when Adrian Lynn he he thought he didn't really want to reshoot it, but the studio was pretty heavy. So look, they tested terrible that. She got away with it, basically. He, mm. he, she's dead. He's arrested. Yeah. The audience hated it. So they went to the crew, and all of them, including Anne Archer, Glenn Close particularly, was opposed to reshooting it. Right. She said, that's the ending. It was a beautiful ending to the movie. And they decided, no, they said, we've got to do it. So Michael Douglas, though, was the only one who thought, I don't care, let's do it. I, I had no objection. Let's go have yeah, another yeah, go. Yeah. And so he reshot it. Close, Michael Close, uh, sorry, Glenn Close and Michael Douglas apparently got into a really heated argument over whether they should do it or not. Wow. And studio rules, okay, so they had to do it. So um, Glenn Close contacted her then close friend, William Hurt, a really famous actor. You might have heard of him. And he convinced her that you've got to participate in the reshoot. You've got to do it. She was going to say, I don't want to be part of it. Uh -huh. He eventually convinced her. Um, in the November 96 edition of Movie Line magazine, Glenn Close was quoted as saying, quote, the original ending was a gorgeous piece of film noir. She kills herself, makes sure that his prints are all over the knife and he gets arrested. He knows he can't do he didn't do it, but he's going to jail anyway. But audiences wanted some kind of cathartic ending. So when we went back months later and shot the ending, that's in the movie now. Wow. Boom. That's remarkable. Yeah. Did you catch... The right decision, by the way. Oh, I agree. I, I like that ending. And I've, you can see the... If you've got the disc, it is on the extras, the deleted scenes, the, that alternate ending is on there. And you can look it up on YouTube. You can watch it on YouTube as well. But let's get into the good lines. And this is a good one about the wife staying an extra night. What about school? She's only five years old. What's she going to miss? Trigonometry? Love it. Yeah, it was a good line. I like that. <laughs> this is... Now, I've watched this movie, I reckon, 20 times, right? And... When I was doing the audio for this bit of this bit of the movie, I picked up a line that I had not heard before. Okay. Now this is when Alex Enhance. Yeah, and Alex is trying to get their new number. Operator, I've been trying to get five 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 eight one two nine two one two. Recording says it's been disconnected. Operator, this is a real emergency. Please, you need to give me that number. Well, fuck you. Ah, what he said? My, my place or yours? I'd never heard that before. Because I couldn't. That's brilliant. I never I heard it. it. I wasn't loud enough to hear. Oh, that is so good. She says, "Fuck you." My, my place, place or yours? yours. <laughs> oh wow! And this is another part of the tape where oh. she's accusing you guys. You don't even like girls. You know what you are, Dan? You're a cock-sucking son of a bitch. I hate you. I bet you don't even like girls, do you? 
It's a solid sledge, let's be honest. <laughs> I bet you don't even like girls. Yeah. Wow. All righty, let's move on. Um, let's have a talk about some plot holes here. Yep. Now, Dan and Alex had their little fling at the after the party. Could her de- pregnancy have been detected so soon after them getting it on? I really don't know those things. Because uh, apparently it takes it between five to eight weeks for a woman to realise that something is different. Well, I mean, yeah. The, She's got to miss a period. period and so but I don't know whether been... if, I don't know how long it is after a uh, yeah. insemination that you can actually uh, do a pregnancy <laughs> test. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. But uh, it's questionable. We're thinking, how do you know straight away that you're pregnant? Because we're assuming it's a week or two, a couple of weeks have gone by. Anyway. I'm, I'm googling. Here's the part where, you know, when Dan rushes in and shoves her in the bath? Yep. Did you notice that when he shoves her in the bath, she's um, face first, face down? But the next shot, she's flipped the other way. Has mm-hmm. she twisted around the other way? There, was, there wasn't really time for that to happen. So that part of the reshoot, I think that was a bit of a screw-up there. Right. Now, don't you think, too, the loud, violent struggle happening in the bathroom above you... Would definitely be have come through it? over a kettle. Yeah, so the yes. struggle ends with the, the, gunshot, uh, the gunshot as well. And Ellen, the daughter, didn't wake up as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, she's just down the hall. Uh, here's another part too. In the remember when Dan goes back and they have the big fight in the her apartment, mm. they smash the glass panels and all that. No one, no obvious one stunt doubles. Obvious oh, stunt really? doubles are there. You can see it. Yeah, pretty, oh, okay. pretty, pretty ordinary. I would have thought the fact that no neighbours call the cops was more interesting. Maybe too. Yeah, good point. Things you might not know. Um, Glenn Close still has the knife she used in the movie okay. hanging in her kitchen. Very weird. She says it's beautiful, made of wood and paper. It's a work of art. And she shows it to her guests and lets them know they can't stay forever. <laughs> wow. Glenn Close also said that uh, there's been a nudity in this movie. A little, yeah. And uh, she said that she had no trouble doing her nude scenes because she says it wasn't exploitive. It served the story. It wasn't no, just exploitive. Right. Yeah, it no, that's right. The story. Like, there's yeah. one scene where she's just lying in bed. Yeah. It's actually a continuity area. Where yes, the boobies are out and then and back then in and then out. Yeah. These are the things we noticed. That's, that's but, on my list, but, mate. Like, it's a... Uh, uh, that's that's the point where I think it's it's a good use of nudity because yes. she would be. They just had Great sex all use night. of nudity. <laughs> You're a terrible human. Uh, in a 2013 interview with CBS News, yeah. Glenn Close, this is a role that's followed her the rest of her career, right? right? So she was interviewed in 2013 about it, and she admitted she would have rethought the portrayal of Alex, Alex Forrest because of the film's – it was a popular film might have contributed towards a negative feeling towards mental health. Would have created a stigma around mental health. Yeah, Her quote is, I would have read that script totally different. The astounding thing was that in my research for Fatal Attraction, I talked to two psychiatrists, never did a mental disorder come up, never did the possibility of that come up. That, of course, would be the first thing I would think of now. Yeah, but what would you do differently? That's the question. I don't know. Um, during the reshoot, she suffered a concussion during one of the takes when her, remember, her head was smashed against the mirror. Uh. She was rush, rushed to hospital. She discovered, to her horror, that in real life, she was actually a few weeks pregnant with her daughter. Oh, wow. In that, after getting a head smashed into a mirror. Jesus. <laughs> um, the, she claimed, Glenn Close, for years, that after the movie, she was invited to speak at psychology seminars about... Mental illnesses and stuff. Um, and she mentioned in an interview that she did actually talk to two different psychiatrists about mm. it. The two psychiatrists reviewed the script at Glenn Close request. Both concluded the same thing, that Alex's behaviour could be put down to the fact that 
Um, she had been molested and tortured uh, as a child. And as a result, any emotional pain that she experiences she would provoke a violent response. Okay, wow. That's what the psychiatrist said. Uh, did you notice, you know, uh, Glenn Close was smoking a bit? Yeah. She's actually allergic to tobacco. Oh. So for the scenes where she was smoking, she actually the cigarettes were fake. Oh. What sort of car did Dan have? Do you remember the car? Nineteen eighty one Volvo GM. Oh, the Volvo two four five. The later later in the movie, um, when they drove off to the yeah, that was on court. Yeah, correct. But his original car with the acid on it, Volvo. Mm. Uh, Alex's car is a nineteen seventy seven Volvo Sirocco Mark One Volkswagen Sirocco Volks. What I say? Volvo. Volk, sorry, Volkswagen Sirocco Mark One Type fifty three. Yeah, the original Sirocco. There you have it, mate. Um, the did you notice the? parallel between Madame Butterfly and how Alex is Not feeling really, in the no. movie. Yeah, Madame Butterfly about the woman who commits suicide because the American the American um, who had an affair with her goes back to his wife right. and driving her to despair. The, yeah, remember how she it. commits suicide and in the original yeah. ending she committed suicide? Uh, ironically enough too, the in 1987 when the movie came out, the Chinese Zodiac was the year of the rabbit. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Radio, that's Fatal Attraction, mate. Give us your wrap-up and rating. I enjoyed the movie. It's not one of my favourites, but I, I really enjoyed it because it was a roller coaster. Yes. I really word. enjoyed it because it good was description. Hard, hard to even pretend to predict. Yeah. Definitely think that ending is the way to go. Yeah. And I think the fact that you can hold on, any any movie like that that you can hold on to basically until the very end, yeah. I think that's massive. It was last. And I, I can remember when I saw this in, in the theatres, when she pops up out of that bath, the whole cinema screamed. It yeah, was like yeah, a, yeah. it was great to watch it with a lot of people. It added to it. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, What's your rating? So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It's probably uh, an eight for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a solid nine for me. I'm a big fan of that movie, um, and it is still watchable to this day. No, I'll hark back to the new series being made, mm. which will bring into play. I just imagine that movie being made today. Well, it's, it's, There's mobile phones and stalking on, on social yeah. media, and you could have had a whole different, whole aspect to that, totally different. Yeah. You know, like him, her, imagine her stalking his Instagram. But if you do it from Instagram. this, if you remake, you have to do it from that era, don't you? Or No, I don't think so. Okay. Just set it in the modern time. And, okay. But that's what she'd be doing. Eh? There'd be cell though. phones and social media and. She'd, I be, guess. she'd be scrolling his Instagram and seeing him happy with his wife and thinking, uh, yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting. Anyway, that was uh, Fatal Attraction. Let's turn our attention, though, to next week's show. What are we doing next week? We are watching Castaway. Tom Hanks. Starring Tom Hanks, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Hmm. Now, the, do you remember what Robert Zemeckis directed as well? No. Back to the Future. That's oh. not the question, though. Okay. Where was Castaway filmed? Oh. A, Queensland. Mm. B, Hawaii, C, the Maldives, or D, Fiji? I think it's either Queensland or Fiji. And um, just for giggles, I'm going to lock in Fiji. Correct. Yes. I know that because I've been to Castaway oh, Island would have. where they've uh, filmed this. I remember going on a golf trip. volleyball and uh, No, I didn't. Wilson. Yeah. No, I, uh, I took one uh, I was on a golf trip. To play Natandola Bay, yeah. and then the, we went out to Castaway Island for lunch. You, you're going to have an easy time on the audio, aren't you? There's not a lot of audio in this year because he's stranded on an island for. I've a definitely bit. seen Castaway, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've never sat and analysed it. You know, right. looked at it. So you haven't seen it yet. Not like how not, we're going to no, see exactly. it. No, exactly. Okay? That's why this is called the best movies you've never seen because you've never seen it like this. 
Anyway, that was Fatal Attraction. Thanks, Trev. Hope you enjoyed that one, but we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye-bye.